Good morning and welcome to today's episode of The Ripple, your daily update on all the circles in your life. Today's episode is for Thursday, October 29th. Let's get to the headlines. In local news, the University Mall is holding a Halloween art show featuring student art. Young artists in the community have so much skill, it's scary. Look no further than the Halloween art contest taking place at the University Mall in South Burlington. The contest is for kindergarten through eighth grade, and participants were invited to submit their entries up until last Saturday. Now it's time for the public to vote for their favorites. You can vote for your favorite via the University Mall website, Facebook page, and even by mail-in ballot if you don't come in person. First, second, and third place winners will be selected for three different age categories. Prizes are gift cards to the mall store choosing the mall store of their choosing. In national news, Jim Condos, Vermont Secretary of State, makes national headlines. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh on Wednesday tweaked a line in his opinion on Wisconsin mail-in voting this week after he received criticism for incorrectly saying that Vermont had not changed its election day rules due to the COVID pandemic. It's a rare public correction by a Supreme Court justice that comes as the court is facing multiple appeals on voting access and mail-in ballots in the days before the presidential election. Kavanaugh's error came on Monday night when the court rejected a Democratic bid to allow Wisconsin to count ballots returned up to six days after the election. Kavanaugh wrote an opinion that cited Vermont as a state that hadn't made changes to its ordinary election rules. However, Vermont had made significant changes, Secretary of State Jim Condo said when he formally asked Kavanaugh in a letter on Wednesday to correct the opinion. Vermont, Condos explained, had for the first time sent mail-in ballots to every registered voter and also began counting votes earlier than in previous years. Those actions meant Vermont did not have to change its election day deadline to receive mail-in ballots, Condos said. In Europe, two of Europe's biggest economies are reinstating some form of national lockdown as the continent confronts a surge in coronavirus cases. From Friday, people in France will only be allowed to leave home for essential work or medical reasons. President Emmanuel Macron said the country risked being overwhelmed by a second wave that no doubt will be harder than the first. Germany, meanwhile, is imposing a less severe national lockdown. The measures coming into force on Monday there are not as far-reaching as in France, but they include the closure of restaurants, bars, gyms, and theaters, Chancellor Angela Merkel said. Infections are rising sharply across Europe. And now for sports. In sports, the UEFA Champions League match day two concluded with another set of entertaining games with lots of goals all around. Let's recap the results. Chelsea beat a slightly better than the scoreline suggested Krasnodar away 4-0. American Christian Pulisic came on as a substitute and earned a penalty and scored a goal. Paris Saint-Germain beat a much better than the scoreline suggested Istanbul backskier 2-0. Borussia Dortmund and Sevilla registered solid wins, while Lazio were held to a 1-1 draw at Club Bruges. Manchester United clinically dismantled RB Leipzig 5-0 thanks to a Marcus Rashford hat-trick. And in the big one, Barcelona beat Juventus away 2-0, and yes, of course, Lionel Messi scored. 
And now your weather. Today is a sneak preview of the winter season. Temps today will sit around 40 degrees, and the National Weather Service has issued its first winter weather advisory for our region today as well. The advisory is for southern Vermont and says that rain will begin Thursday afternoon and turn to snow overnight. Southern Vermont could see multiple inches of snow, and commuters are warned that there could be a slick commute ahead Friday morning. Hurricane Zeta has made landfall in Louisiana and has already left more than 1.3 million people without power. The Category 2 hurricane ripped off roofs, knocked down power lines and trees, and flooded streets near New Orleans when it came ashore. Storm surge flooded communities along the northern Gulf Coast. As the hurricane moved farther inland, trees and power lines fell in Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. By 5 a.m. Thursday, more than 1.3 million homes and businesses were without power across five states, according to the poweroutage.us. Louisiana had half a million outages, Mississippi 205,000, Alabama 272,000, Georgia 381,000, and Florida 22,000. Even the lights on New Orleans' famous Bourbon Street went out. And now for your daily announcements. Today is an in-person learning day for Group 2. Group 1 is remote today and will work on finishing their five-paragraph essay. Now, let's take a look at Today in History. Today in History is what's known as Black Tuesday. As Black Tuesday hits Wall Street and investors trade 16,410,000 shares on the New York Stock Exchange in a single day. Billions of dollars were lost, wiping out thousands of investors on this day in 1929. And stock tickers ran hours behind because the machinery could not handle the tremendous volume of trading. In the aftermath of Black Tuesday, America and the rest of the industrialized world spiraled downward into what's known as the Great Depression. During the 1920s, the U.S. stock market underwent rapid expansion, reaching its peak in August 1929, a period of wild speculation. By then, production had already declined and unemployment had risen, leaving stocks in great excess of their real value. Among the other causes of the eventual market collapse were low wages, the proliferation of debt, a weak agriculture, and excess large bank loans that could not be liquidated. By 1932, stocks were only worth about 20% of their value in the summer of 1929. The stock market crash of 1929 was not the sole cause of the Great Depression, but it did act to accelerate the global economic collapse, of which it was also a symptom. By 1933, nearly half of America's banks had failed, and unemployment was approaching 15 million, or 30% of the workforce. Thank you once again for tuning in to The Ripple. Have a sterling day. If I knew the way, I would take you home. La, da, da, da. La, da, da, da.